Greetings, solvers, and welcome to another episode of the Infinite Escape Room Pubisode Edition. Pull up a stool at the trusty trowel and order a very bitter pint, because we go into the weeds on last week's episode, Ground Farce. Emphasis on farce, because the main talking point in this episode is all the very many ways in which I screwed up the execution of that room, and all the ways that I could have not screwed it up, so thank you for that, guys. I feel great right now. We lighten the mood after that, discuss the new Indiana Jones film and why you might want to give it a miss, how poor Indy has been mistreated over the years, we then branch off into Star Wars and how the latest trilogy was in real danger of becoming good in the middle, and finally... Mike sits down and gives us a tale of woe from his pedagogy conference and a lesson on why you shouldn't use brand new recording kit with which you are completely unfamiliar in a professional environment for the first time. Well, guys, it's a little bit weird to find ourselves in a pub on an allotment, but there we go. If we open this shipping container door, welcome to the trusty trowel where gardeners come to knock back some homemade slug killer beer. Which is genuinely a thing. Slug killer beer. What are we all having, gents? Uh, hi, I'm Jamie, and this evening I couldn't get uh, a traditional beer in time, so I raided my cupboard and fridge, and so I'm drinking a delicious vermouth with Lipton peach flavoured iced tea. Oh, Jamie. I call it sitting on oh. a porch. <laughs> How is it? Not the worst thing I put in my mouth. But it's. Was it, uh, was it, oh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that in a bit. But it's, uh, yeah, that was a crazy year in Bangkok, wasn't it? Let's just say that I'm no longer allowed in several establishments across the continent. Jamie, I'm totting up the things that you are banned from according to your <laughs> own um, declarations. And I'm several chapters. There's a reason he's a podcaster. He's, a, he's confined to that one room. <laughs> <laughs> yes, house arrest has not been is there, an, <laughs> is there an ankle bracelet? <laughs> is, it, is it red vermouth or white vermouth? Uh, white vermouth. Okay, I take it back. That doesn't sound nice. It's, it is. It's actually quite. It's, it's quite pleasant. I've not gone nuts with the vermouth because there wasn't much left in the cupboard. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't not drink this again. I think I've hit on something that's uh, quite decent. Jamie, you paint a really interesting picture sometimes of your your cupboard status because there's been many a recording where you've been like, oh, there was nothing. I didn't have anything special, so I went and raided the cupboards and I found. And I'm really rating for the day you're going to be like, oh, a Schweppes and bleach or something. <laughs> I've got half a bottle like a, of Uno, a banana peel. And, <laughs> and some Domestos. Oh, my God. Shall we move on? I, I'm Dom um, and I have uh, a bottle of Welsh, well, so it's it's from Wales. Um my my parents went there on purpose um and uh, brought me back some some lovely beers um from the Purple Moose Brewery. Um but then interestingly it says it's a Kolsch style lager and Kolsch does not sound very Welsh to me. No. I think they've gone to Wales and bought me some German beer. I I think um, <laughs> I think what's happened there is that they've taken a Welsh phrase and smushed it into a single thing. What they meant to say was that it's Cowin Lush and they've just smushed all the letters together to make it sound less Welsh. Well, well the other thing I thought was funny is because it's it's moose, which is um uh I'm gonna have a go. Moosh. Um but anyways, if you take the little hat off the W, it instead means mush, I think. But then I'm not a I'm not an expert at Welsh, but that's Google Translate. But yeah, that's uh Mush. Wow. Yeah. So it's also, Polish is a German one. Both kind of work for a beer, I suppose. 
and I haven't yeah, tried so it. You're drinking, you're drinking German mush. I mean, mush is also a from Wales. It's a valley slang term for a general person on the street. I like mush. Is oh, it? mush. Michael, what are you drinking? Um, I'm drinking a glass of liquid rage, um, and uh, I've also got on the side uh, my favourite tipple at the moment, which is a, a ginger ale and rum over ice, uh, which is lovely. Is that, spiced uh, rum. Spiced rum, yeah. That sounds yeah, nice. just absolutely nice. delicious, refreshing. That sounds like a good summer drink. Yeah, I've been drinking it all winter as well. I've been getting through a lot of rum. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Eurovision as well, actually. <laughs> now, I'm John. Last week, I gave a slightly, uh, not damning, but a um, slightly critical review of Yorkshire pudding beer which I thought was fine. And then Jamie <laughs> tweeted the company that makes it, and they responded. In in my defense, I didn't tweet the company. I just mentioned Yorkshire Pudding Beer, and they must have an alert for the phrase Yorkshire Pudding Beer, and they descended upon that tweet like a hawk. Yes, so they responded with a making-of video, which involves a very large man pouring an entire tray of Yorkshire puddings into a fermenter? Yeah. Seems like a bit of a waste of Yorkshire puddings, to be fair. There we go. Well, cheers to you guys for being on it. So well done. So this week, um, I'm being very, very safe. and uh, I've got a Brewdog Black Heart in front of me, which has a badass can. It's a draft stout. Except it's not stout. I mean, you know, technically in terms of ingredients it is, but in terms of the other meaning of the word stout, that's got to be one of the weakest and wateriest things to ever dare call itself a stout. Wow, that is a damning review. It is 4.1%, so he does have a point here. But, I mean, could I reckon you could sell that as a session stout and get away with it. I mean, I think they literally do do that, in fact. So. Well, that, they used to market it as their black lager, and then it was their black ah. IPA, and now it's their black stout, but it's been black heart in various incarnations since then, and the taste hasn't changed too much. It calls itself 21st century stout. I knew nothing of it before this moment, and I'm quite liking it. A lot of stouts feel very, very heavy and kind of hit you like a brick as soon as you sip them. And this doesn't, so I'm, I'm appreciating that. I'll, I'll say that. I find it very drinkable. Yeah, but this just... was more drinkable than vodka, but I'd be pissed off I... if Smirnoff ch- changed their recipe, you know? I know, but I think, I think, God, I think you'd I'm go to it with a... serious bitterness here at Brewdog from you. Do you want to get this off your chest? Uh, I will happily do so, actually, yeah. I mean, I do I do drink their beer. Uh, some of it's very nice. Jamie, Jamie, you are not tagging Brewdog into this. Just You're ah, not doing Brewdog. it. Okay. Hello. nothing is less punk than being uh, a couple of rich boys who don't pay your workers enough and are anti-union they can just uh, go straight to hell without passing go i mean that's a fair point (laughs) wow the bars are nice though yeah yeah and i mean the chicken burgers are nice you know that's the problem with capitalism it's hard to boycott things when they're good (laughs) when they're delicious nice things (laughs) yes or when there's no meaningful competition and you have to drink their watery shit anyway Southern water. Hope you're listening. Well, yeah, <laughs> you're literally drinking their water. Oh, I thought you were still talking about Brewdog. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. At- actual water company. Actual water company. Um, we're tweeting them as well. And Thames Water. Assuming they still exist. Yeah, let's just hit all of them. Yeah, if you if you live outside um, the UK, uh, you may be interested to know that um, a lot of our water companies, uh, for starters, our water quality internationally is now rated pretty poorly compared to other developed nations. Shout out to the Canadians out there. Um, bunch of you guys with pensions own Thames Water so that's fun yep 
Uh, you and the Saudis. Um, um, and yeah, anyway, our water companies have taken it uh, to recently just pumping liquid shit uh, into pretty much anything that will take liquid shit up to and including rivers, streams and the sea. And then being like, it's been a hard time. I know we're supposed to treat this stuff, but we can't pay our shareholders billions in dividends and do that. And fix our infrastructure. Yeah. They also called it emergency storm overflows, which they then used literally all the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, curry night does come around once a week. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Oh, we're all emergency I'm going to start referring to it as an emergency storm overflow just to my day. Jay, where are you going? It's the middle of a meeting. Emergency storm overflow. Ask no questions, they'll tell you no lies. That's great. Can I draw our attention and possibly our ire, Michael, you're already going red and you haven't even started speaking yet, onto the room we just did. Let's. Well, can we save Mapgate for later? And we'll come to that. Um, can we talk about um, the rest of the room? But we could not. Hello, listeners. It's your old pal, Editing Mike here. And I'm helping John out with this edit because, frankly, what follows is basically his version of the Puzzle Nuremberg Trials. What we've done is, rather than have you sit through it, which, to be fair, is a, a little harrowing, we have instead decided to truncate it with some light-hearted music underneath to keep the tone up. Because goodness gracious me, discussions are jolly good to listen to on podcasts, but if you want an argument, you either go to the Today Show on Radio 4, or you go to your parents. Here we go. <laughs> Basic incompetence aside, having a, having a really lovely chill time with it. Up until, <laughs> up until, and hands like spades. She is forking a load of bras into a barrel fire. Completely wrong steer on purpose. The exact orientation and layout of the garden. Choose. Now, to be fair, you could technically be in a Victorian era series of terraced houses Choose. somewhere else in the world, but I think when I say Victorian terraced houses, we all think of the UK. Don't and therefore we make an assumption. You are a piece of, <laughs> a piece of work, my friend. Yeah, it took me three... I've got four different iterations of this map in front of me. Choose. I blame Satnav for this. I think that has dumbed down map, map creation. John, John, how many times have you walked into a room and you've gone, oh, my eyes appear to have just stopped functioning... And I think that light bulb is on the floor. John, is, a, is another shitty choice you did on purpose. For the sake of being obtuse. Obtuse. Oh, fine. There probably was. <laughs> I was worried the room was too easy. Should have listened to Jamie. It does. Jamie, will you please hold up your picture of the garden? Obtuse. It is possible that John's instructions... Hold it up. ...and get the desired effect. Yeah, once once you've done the, the, the playing around with the acidity and alkalinity in the sword of the past, I thought your next step would be to go to the garden and do the same and get the different areas. Um, however, for me to have done that, it would have involved me going out and putting like vinegar where I thought a marsh was, only to discover I'd stuck it in Jamie's eyes in a <laughs> pond, um, up a fence, or in Charlie Dimmock. What we're coming him. to here is that actually the room was plenty hard enough and it would have been totally fine just showing you guys the map. Yeah. yeah. Take it from me, that was a better way to listen to that. I think because then we would have finished it at a, right near that, that, that sweet spot of having only a little bit of time to... Time yeah, because we were at about, what, three, five minutes at that point? Yeah, you're about five... You're, I think you were about seven minutes when you started placing the plants and that that final bit of logic, the logic challenge of, hang on, what do we do with loose strife? It has to go in the same place as the as the blueberry. Oh, okay, that's the only answer. 
Yeah, that probably would have had you finish on like four minutes, mm. something like that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm guessing been... so was the pond being tiered. Was that just a red herring? That so that no, that wasn't even intentional, Dom. I didn't like we didn't. I didn't write anything down about the pond being tiered. I just described a pond. I just described how ponds. I've were never there. seen a tiered and pond for different no, level no, they ponds. All are. are they? they all are. They're all like, yeah, yeah. That's not true. Like, There's two in my parents' no, no. garden that are just, You'll see. just holes with a lining in. Are they for koi? Are they for koi? No. Did you mention fish? Well, no, I didn't. And mostly when people do that is to keep fish. Oh, no. Um, just most holes. ponds have a shelf a few inches down for marginal plants, which is like a lot of pond plants. And then they shelve down again for the deeper stuff like water lilies, for example. Mm. Um yeah, most ponds don't go straight down. It's actually also much less beneficial what about natural for wildlife ponds? as well. What do they do? They 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 slope. They slope. Yeah. And you can make one using puddling clay. You don't have to have a um, a rubber liner. There's a way to do it with puddling clay. Good name. Yeah, they call it puddling clay. It creates mm, puddles yeah. or I'm, ponds if the puddle's big uh, enough. Yeah, I'm guessing that the 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 requirements for the plants, the acidity, the locations, and things. That's all like legit. How you garden. It's broadly legit. Um, not so for the most part. Those plants do require those things broadly. I did make a couple of um, edits just to make the, the slotting in. I thought clear. Actually, to be fair, that part. Do you not think it's clear. dangerous to have this information coming out a week later? You could ruin someone's yeah, garden yeah. in the in the, in the previous everything. five days. <laughs> Maybe they'll take a left out of their garden and walk into their neighbor's car or something. <laughs> Blueberries do want acidic soil, but they don't need to be that damp. You know that kind of thing. Um, yeah, what I, I, want, I wanted, I wanted a puzzle that was set in a garden and was legit, like as in like ericaceous um, soil is acidic. The DIY pH test does work in exactly that way. Vermiculite and perlite do do exactly those <laughs> things to soil and are used to do. Yep. Um, hey, poo can be composted. It's all good. All of these, all of these components work in exactly the way that they are described here. And I, I liked that as it was coming together. I thought, this is nice. This is based in fact, and I like that. And I very rarely do that. Given how outlandish and fantastical a lot of the episodes have been, and get, get, I suppose almost progressively so, almost like we egg each other on to build these worlds. Yeah, yeah, um, totally. It's actually quite nice to have something that's really grounded. And Good pun there, Jamie. Like a garden. <laughs> grounded hmm? like a garden, nice. <laughs> I'll say that's yeah, intentional. Yeah, very good. I would also yeah, like yeah. to say, John, please be completely honest. Were you just doing the washing up, looking out your, your window into your back garden and thinking, what the fuck am I going to do for a... Ro ah! No, I was sat as a reserve simulated patient for a day, um, reading up on scenarios in which I had to describe the manner and place of my suicide uh, for trainee psychiatrist psychiatrist psychologist i always get that mixed up one of the two uh but i wasn't needed and had to remain alive there for the day so i sat there and just started started sort of doodling and thinking fair enough yeah there with we the go. um it was a strange the, life. the acidic soil the epicurious hmm. pedicure manicure soil. that's the ericaceous um did we need that or was that just as part of the set dressing you did not need you did not need the bags of compost just the labels took the labels you were there they were there could have been they were there to create um a notion of there is this oh, type yeah. of combust and that type of combust now i mean all of that was super elegant i really liked mm. it like all those components fit together really really well i thought it's just a fucking <laughs> i just do really like, like a good logic puzzle when i realized that's what it was is yeah. why i thought hey i could actually do these i know i was thinking hey 
Dom and Jamie can do this, and I'll chip in from time to time because I'm terrible at a lot <laughs> well, of puzzles. Get my notes on this little data slate thing because it is not big enough for what I needed, and I ended up erasing it twice because um, I ran out of space. No. Yeah, I have three if sheets of notes. Down, I think I would have the logic would have fit a bit better in my head. Jamie, you bought an escape room slate. Um, it's what. One just turned up. I'm not even sure where the hell I got it from. I've had it a little while now. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. I'm, I'm fairly certain it's not from an escape room. <laughs> I did one follow you home. There is an escape room missing a slate. If you work in South Wales in an escape room and you find yourself one slate short and the owner has been beating you monthly, um, then... Because that's uh, yeah. the entire profit. Then we've got no idea uh, who could have that. We can't help nope, you anyway. sorry. No, nope. snitches get stitches, guys. I mean, I'm on house arrest. Yeah. I can't possibly go to an escape room <laughs> for this. Like. <laughs> Disgraced Egyptologist on house arrest. <laughs> the true destiny of Harrison Ford. Oh, I, I mean, probably would have been doing a pub episode. <laughs> jo, do not watch that film. Ah, bad. Not even bad enough to be worth actually ranting about. Just kind of dull. Even, which is the one thing Indiana Jones should never. Be. Even compared to Crystal Skull. I would say it was a worse film because at least Crystal Skull was wow. fun, to, fun visually when I was yeah. in the cinema. And full of Nazis. Uh, no, Crystal Skull was Russians. Oh, yeah. Which, of course, the Nazis are back. they're not Russians Sorry. anymore because the, you, the, the Nazis not, are the you can't have the Russians yeah. as the villain right now. So uh, it's back to the back to Nazis. Well, you can, but only in real life. Yeah. Like, like that was, I think that was the point I was making. <laughs> Thank you, John. I suppose we've got to cater yeah. to all, all levels of intelligence in our listeners. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a shame. I was really, I was hoping that there was something I mean, there. Maybe that's just my opinion. Yeah. But uh, well, I mean, it's literally just my opinion. But I don't think it is. It hasn't done well in the critics. The thing was, which is we not... were sat in the pub saying, "Oh, we could just go to the cinema. It's just around the corner. Let's just do that." Uh, and then we had two options, and it was um, Spider Verse or Indiana Jones. And no, oh, you picked so badly. You chose oh, the wrong no. Grail. I was going to say, yeah, I was, I, was, I was hoping Mike or someone would quote it, but no, we get a misquote. He, did, he didn't, didn't. He doesn't say you chose badly. You chose. You need to rewatch uh, Last Crusade. Chose poorly. I've only seen that once. The chose you. Yeah. Chose what does poorly? he say? We chose poorly. We chose poorly. It's like you chose the. Fucking gold mug with a straw. Jesus didn't drink Just out of that, you, you prick. twat. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. he was a pints bloke. He had a fucking pewter tanker behind the bar. <laughs> Lads! No, Spider-Verse 2 is like belting. Absolutely superb. Fantastic sequel to... It has, I have one bit of beef with it, which I won't give because it spoils it. But um, Tell me later. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's an absolute belter. If you've not seen the first one, watch mm. it. It is possibly one of the greatest superhero and animated movies out there what i find really sad about the new indie film if you look at the posters for the indiana jones movies over time when harrison ford was a was a young man you know in his prime fit he's front and center face beaming and the older he gets in those posters they put his face in progressively more shadow and so for dial of destiny (laughs) his face is not nearly non-existent he is just a silhouette and like oh come on he's not he's not that bad is that uh maybe like Hide the catheter in the IV, just kind of tucked away yeah, behind get it. Rid of, get, can't hear brush. That, that was. I mean, I don't. I don't want to go into spoilers for someone who does want to watch it, but it it acted like so. It's James Mangold was uh, directed. It. it had like three sets of rewrites, but um, James Mangold was the one who. who That's never last, a good no. sign. Uh, and he did Logan, and that was that film is about. Hey, here you've got this hero who used to be uh, buff and into it, and now he now he old. And I was like, oh, so maybe they're going to do that. And they hinted that they were going to do that. And then they just apparently forgot. And it's just Indiana Jones, but slower and not I, fun. So I, 
I'd bet money, and I could be wrong here, but I'd bet money that at some point he had that idea, and I bet the producers bottled it. Like so often when you get these these corporate flops where they're like they, they seem to have a good core idea and then they just can't they just can't follow it through somehow. It's because the money got scared. Yeah. It's possible. Mm-hmm. Like I mean they also yeah, like have look the... at look at the last Star Wars trilogy. Yeah. Like the middle film Ryan Johnson's one. Suddenly suddenly yeah, it suddenly becomes goes gets close to figuring out what Star Star Wars is actually about. It's good. And then they bottle yeah. it. They bottle they it. They just have to rewrite it all. They go, Oh God, we might annoy the fans. Who hated the third film? Enraged anyway. the fans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I reckon that's what happened. Also, Phoebe Waller Bing Bang is playing like a twenty-two-year-old, and I mean, come on, just cast someone else. She was good in it. She was fine, um, but she didn't have enough to do, really, and her character was just nothing. I mean, was Mads Mikkelsen at least like good as the standard villain? He he wasn't as good as he should have been, seeing as it was Mads Mikkelsen. They again, just he just wasn't given enough good stuff to do. You can only, you've got to work with the script you've got, haven't you? This is very least, hopefully, Shayla Buff is, is not making an appearance. I, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to go too far into spoiler territory. <laughs> oh no! I'm definitely not watching that fucking film now. Oh, is he like playing Indy's son or something? He in the in the I can say that in the fourth film he is Indy's son. Yeah, I saw the Crystal Skull, but it was a long time ago, and I care so little. Chris, that it's hard Crystal to dredge that. Crystal Skull was up. decent until the last twenty to thirty minutes. When it was all, they went full full alien. I'm like, no. But then Last Crusade goes goes full uh, immortal night. I kind of no pref- one cared. It's it's just because they switched to sci fi yeah. from from myth you know, yeah. history mythology. But it's set in the fifties. They also switched from the Nazis to the Red Scare. It's just what the culture was carrying. It's it's how pulp changed. Pulp, you know, uh, set in the thirties and 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 the forties was all very much well. The first three films. Uh, including the racism of the second one. Uh, and then it just changed. Pulp became more about sci-fi and commies rather than um, history and Nazis. What you're saying then is is what people really want then is a prequel trilogy for Indiana Jones with a young uh, Henry Jones played by a, a probably a CGI exhumed Sean Connery where he, where he plays a colonial pith helmet wearing grave digger in somewhere yep. in the Middle this, East. This can, Punching natives, yep. This can only go well. <laughs> I'm going to slap every single oh, one of dear. you. I don't care who you are. Right, on that god-awful note, it is last orders at the pub, gentlemen. Is any, I mean, I, I was going to say, is anyone coming in hot? But I feel we're, like we've kind of already done we're that hot, about we're hot the about show. a few things right now. Wait, can I... <laughs> I kind of gabbled it at the end of the the last episode, but uh, I I I just the the um, just ground ground farce. It needs to be called ground farce. Oh, that's I a good think name. That's, that will it's good, but it will only work for people who. I mean, I'm going to spoil this slightly. The only work for people who have seen Ground Force, the TV show that was. Would we even say big? Yeah, it was, it was known. It was common. I'm not sure if yeah, our yeah. demographic lines up with Ground Force fans. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, mean, yeah. maybe we, not, we but it's kids. not the first time we've made completely obscure true. British yeah. references. It is. It is a good. It. it is a good pun. Yeah. Like for for those. So for those out there who do not understand who Charlie Dimmock is, right? Okay, Charlie Dimmock was a professional gardener. Come present was who still does a garden yeah. show. Is she's not dead? She's fine. Became famous, stroke infamous. Pretty sure you said that she was a gardener slash come presenter. 
but I don't know much about her other. Look at all life. this cum. Gentlemen, uh, <laughs> <laughs> could I show you some cum? Was like, she was, what you would have is this what happens when we don't have a girl on an episode? <laughs> <laughs> there were elements of Nigella, but for the gardening world, about Charlie Dimmick, because as it was duly noted, in the sort of late 90s, when Garner's world was like really big, like she didn't wear a bra long before it was cool. I've and never worn a bra. This was this was very noticeable because um, she's a buxom lass, uh, and she was yes the wood. I was going to say the eye candy, like she was a professional, but she was Reed Grand. Twelve year old John was twelve year old John was looking at that. Thing. I think that's clear in it's the way that you've feelings. depicted her throughout <laughs> this uh... with her big hands. <laughs> well, Gardner's hands, you know. I don't know. I don't think she has particularly big hands. That just sort of came out. No, I like I, um, the mental image you've painted of her. Um, I think it's Eldritch. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, like, just this massive blazing beast. Yeah. She just, I don't know. She had the sort of vibe of, of, of someone who would look at like a thistle and think, ah, oh, I'm not going to bother putting the gloves on and just grab it and rip it out of the ground without. But enough about your teenage sexual fantasies. Hmm. <laughs> 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 Grab my thistle. Oh, God. Shall we all go home? I, I, I want to come in hot. I want to come in hot. Oh, let's go for it. I had, I've just come back from a lovely week, uh, well, a lovely few days, um, at a conference in Leicester, Playful Learning Conference. I had a great time. I attended as the play, uh, as the Pedagogzilla podcast. Uh, we had a booth set up the whole time. It was really great, uh, except that I got exposed to some new gear, uh, which I'd not come across before, uh, well, not played with before. The That just sounds like drugs. The road, uh, the roadcaster two pro oh my god what a device what a mixer it's got all the buttons and all the things and twiddly doobles <laughs> oh my goodness gracious me it was just so lovely but unfortunately it was one of those things where it had enough options um that you could do anything you wanted including really fuck yourself up so i had somehow managed to root the sound that i was listening to it pre-fader pre-fader means before any effects or leveling have been applied so unbeknownst to me i recorded about 10 minutes of uh, a really critical episode of the Pedagogzilla podcast, the domains of pedagogy, with the robot voices enabled on all channels. And me just hearing, me just hearing the standard voices. But it gets better. I obviously was only hearing the normal voices. But it turns out that because this is such a powerful piece of kit and the routing is so good, um, that the other two people I was recording with could hear the funny voices. <laughs> so you were going for it. And assumed that I was doing a bit. So they were putting on silly voices to be like, oh, all right then, Mike. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And this went on for 10 minutes until eventually we established, no, I'd actually got the fucking silly voices enabled. <laughs> I was, and I, by that point, we were tired. We were, and we were just like, fuck it, we're carrying on and future editing Mike can deal with it. So future editing Mike at some point is going to need to either work oh, out a way to reverse to engineer in. robot voices. No, but it's 10 minutes. That's, it's not just like the entire intro. It's like this whole discussion about pedagogy. Except it sounds like... <laughs> it's going to be absolutely fucking dreadful. Anyway, Road. Oh. Moral of the story is, why don't you have like a special button on there, like a really big squishy one with a smiley face on it for idiots to use like me. Oh, wow. I'm looking forward <laughs> well, to that. That's a, that's a fantastic story. Thank you. <laughs> that's wonderful. I think it's time we all go to our beds. We hope you've enjoyed listening, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll see you next time on the Infinite Escape Room. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.